hear that. I did. I've never heard that before. I've never heard that man's the man's laughing voice in there. I think I've heard a little bit of laughter in the background. Yeah, but that there was there was a distinct male. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the two by two podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Harold. We are from Burlington Baptist Church, and we are brought to you today and always by our friends at CrossFit Northern Kentucky and by our friends at Kentucky Olive, purveyors of fine oils and balsamics. I think uh, Tom is uh, going to give us some cooking lessons, he kind of implied. That. Well, he, well, yeah. I mean, I don't understand why, why he said that. It, hurt, it kind of hurt my feelings because Tina is the one that made the chicken. Yeah. I don't so, know. I, I mean, I... I could probably use some cooking lessons myself, but I don't want to speak for you. Well, I mean, I'll to be honest with you, I'll pretty much eat anything. Yeah. I'd be honest you know, with you. If Tom so, decides to cook some down there, I'd probably drive down there and try it. Yeah. Wow. I would I agree with that. I would I would also try it. Yeah. And if yeah. and if Tanya wanted to cook something, I would try that oh, too. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh absolutely. I'm no respecter of cooks. Yeah. And they both <laughs> <laughs> me, me neither. I, look, I mean, you could again. You can look at me and tell that I don't discriminate when it comes to people making me food. Amen. Amen. I will eat whatever. Um, well, let's pray, and then we're going to go. Oh, we forgot about our friends at. Uh, oh no, our friends at Answers in Genesis. Genesis. We love them. Yes. Um, we are gaining more of them, which is which is awesome. Praise uh, Lord. We love those guys, and um, all of you guys that support. There was some. Um, we had a comment. Uh, from someone who doesn't go to church here, her I guess her family had been uh, members here, been been their church for a long time, and uh, got commented on there. It's pretty awesome. So we're, we're we're getting a little bit of reach with this thing. We like comments. We don't get many questions, but yeah. If uh, we were better at this, or not not just this, but like our social media, what do they call it? The footprint, our social media footprint. I like that too. Footprint. We would we would probably thank you for being a part of our footprint. Yeah, we would. Get, <laughs> A little, little more exposure. We'll pray us in, and then we'll go over something that we talked about last week, and then we'll get into this week. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to talk about your word today. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for the example that Jesus gives us, that uh, he would go out of his way, uh, even in his weariness, to offer salvation, to share the gospel. Help us to be like that. Bless this time today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work around. So I asked you last week where they were in prison yeah so well wait so here's the best part of this whole thing right so guess what book i'm in right now in my sunday school class philippians no thessalonians thessalonians so when they got ran out of thessalonica after three weeks where did they go philippi yeah and what happened they got thrown in prison and he got the crap kicked out of him. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So he wrote the letter back to them from yep. that jail. What do we normally refer to the guy that's holding them in prison? The Philippian jailer. <laughs> the Philippian jailer. So between two people who it have had a right, lot of... <laughs> it went right over my head last week. Yeah, and I'm so like, between two people who have had a lot of religious training, yeah, we mumbled through that mess that was, and didn't actually that realize. That was bad. And, uh, yeah. you know, as soon as I got in, I'm like, why do, we always call him the Philippian jailer, so we know it's in <laughs> Philippi. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That was, but I mean, that's my fault, really, because I kind of sprung it on you. And But, but I should I should have known the answer, too. I'm sitting yeah. staring me right in the face. I could have I probably answered myself. I think it says from Troas, we 
put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace the next day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, a Roman colony. <laughs> we stayed in that city for several days. The answer is is there. It is in the yeah. It's in there. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, interesting stuff. We're sorry if we let anybody down last week with the. We're trying to make up. We're trying to make up for it now. <laughs> we're trying to make up for it with this one. So let's can, let's. Can we get a? Can we add a disclaimer to the end of this program? Yeah, that, but I mean, all all of the things that you can recall quickly, right? Yeah. I mean, literally everything that I'm doing in Sunday school ties right into this story. Yeah, yeah. And and we still muffed that. We did. We 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 uh, we muffed that one, didn't we? Yes, we did. It happens. It's so, okay. It's okay. Well, and again, it was one of those things on the spot. But and a uh, lot of times I'll ask you questions I already know the answer to, and that was not well. I knew the answer. I just didn't know I knew the answer, and that was that was one of them. I kind of was just wondering. So just before you even ask, this is a little town called Sachar, Sachar right. in Samaria <laughs> that we pick up in John chapter four today. And yeah, so this is a super popular um, story in the Bible, mm, right? Yeah. And and the reason I say that is because there are a lot of if you look at. Um, Tina gets a lot of women's uh, devotionals and things like that, and there's 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 always a reference to the woman at the well. Yeah, for multiple reasons. Yeah, right. So you want to start? We'll start off by just give it. Tell us about what the disciples are doing, what's going on with Jesus, and why he's decided to post up under this under this tree. And, yeah, and just kind of hang out. So they're traveling from uh, Judea to Galilee. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Jesus would get a little over popular. And uh, and he would move on, and uh, and so he is traveling. And he he's busy in ministry, uh, and so even weary. It says there in verse six that he's weary from his journey, but he he goes. And it says in verse four that he had to travel through Samaria, and uh, and we 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 know the importance of that verse. It, most often the Jews would go east, right, around the Jordan, so they didn't have to deal with the Samaritans. They they didn't like the Samaritans. They they considered them half breeds, and uh, tried all they could to just not even interact with them. Uh, but Jesus doesn't. He he goes there. He's at the Jacob's well. This lady comes out around noon. Uh, she comes out during the heat of the day. She comes out because that's when nobody else is there. And uh, and so she's had a kind of a, a sketchy past. She's been married five times, divorced five times, uh, living with a guy, and so she probably had a reputation. And uh, and so Jesus encounters her, asks for a drink, and of course she. Uh, John notes in there that the Jews don't even associate with the Samaritans, right? And so she's surprised. She's surprised that a Jew would ask her. She's surprised that a a man would ask her. So she, this is this is way out of yeah. The norm, right? Right. So first of all, if the Jews are passing through Samarita, uh, Samaria, they are not speaking. They're just kind of passing through. Yeah. You, you, if, you, if you've got to get water, if you've got to get food, you do as, as little bit of business as possible, right? Right. Through there. So now you've got this fella sitting, watching you draw water, and he speaks to you, mm-hmm. right? So one thing that I, I, did, I did notice that we didn't talk, for those people who believe that racism is a new idea, yeah, you can you can kind of look at the background of of the Jewish culture and the Samaritan culture and some of the others. It's not new. No, it's been happening no. all the time. I mean, any any group of people that would walk completely around a very large city just so they didn't have to interact with the people's a pretty good example of yeah. of, of yeah not I mean, liking someone because of their 
skin. And of course, Jesus picks up on it in the story of the Good Samaritan, right? Where the priest and the Levite pass by right. someone in need, and here comes a an outcast Samaritan, yes, who renders help. And so uh, here, uh, you know, Jesus offers her living water, and uh, she's a little confused about that. And uh, anyway, he sees a, an opportunity. He knows that he knows all about this lady, of course. And uh, and I, I mentioned, you know, it might surprise some of us uh, church people that Jesus would uh, take the time to uh, extend the gospel to someone who uh, there's a racial issue, a gender issue, there's a lifestyle issue, uh, five divorces, right. uh, doesn't even tell us, you know, all the other things right. that she might have uh fallen into but anyway she's living with a guy and uh and he and jesus brings that out uh in verse 16 go call your husband she says i don't i don't have a husband yes you do and he says you're correct and you don't have a husband (laughs) but uh you've had five and the one you're living with is not your husband and uh and of course she kind of changes the subject um but uh anyway he he he's honest with her and he knows uh what she's been through and uh, she's trying to find satisfaction in men, apparently, yeah. and maybe other stuff as well. But he he knows the one thing that will bring her satisfaction is is a relationship with him and eternal life. And so uh, he offers that, and uh, just an awesome story. Well, let know. me let me ask you something about what you said a minute ago. As a, as a church, why would it surprise us? that Jesus pinpoints this particular, and I mean, she may be the only, of course, G, and I've always said this, he's, he's a wonderful promoter. Yeah. Right. He does things that gives the maximum impact Yeah, for, for the, for the stories that he teaches and the, and the lessons that he teaches. Um, but why would it surprise us as church members now that he would, he would talk to this lady? Well, we, we might look at her lifestyle and say, you know, she's, maybe she's too lost. no no i I mean it's a yeah and and this you know i said the realization i'm gonna be really careful here realizing that as a self-righteous teenager i was as lost as she was right both on the way to hell and uh, jesus came to our rescue Uh, but sometimes we think that way i think that uh you know i'm not gonna well it's one of those things kind of too is you know and i can't remember who i was listening to but it was a pretty popular pastor that said it's not a race of who's going to get to hell or heaven faster. If you're in sin, regardless of how big it is, you're going to go at the same pace as the person you're looking at going, this person's a terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, now getting to heaven faster. That's a, that sounds pretty yeah. good. That sounds pretty good to me actually, but yeah. Um, so our sin separates us from God right. and her sin might look different to mine. Uh, but you know, Jesus called out the, this, the righteous, the self-righteous, the, Pharisees, scribes in their self-righteousness and and they would have you know they would have called her a sinner right and they wouldn't have referred to themselves as sinners sure um so you know he he reaches out to her and uh, you know just if funny thing i just to be kind of general somebody said to me maybe sunday uh about taking the gospel to every home that uh that really knocking on doors wasn't their cup of tea <laughs> and uh and i thought you know it wasn't a cup of tea of a Jewish rabbi to reach out to a a woman of Samaria. Right. And there's lots of times where uh, some things that we do for the sake of the gospel is not our cup of tea, 
but we do them because Jesus is Lord and and the Lord said, go and make disciples. Yeah. And so we, we got to quit having that mindset. Well, that's not my cup of tea. Well, so if Jesus is Lord, <laughs> then do what he says. I'm not laughing, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah. oh, I am laughing, but I mean, it's kind of funny where you were like, you know, <laughs> it's not really my cup of tea telling somebody something that's so completely life changing. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, right? It's weird. That I've heard some, that a lot. Yeah, you understand what I mean, though. It's, yeah. it's it's weird for somebody to, for me. And again, I'll I'll talk to anybody. I'll, we'll talk to each other, and yeah. you know, and have discussions upon discussions and things like that. But it, it's weird for me to think that any Christian you talk to will tell you that the most life changing experience that they've ever had is that when they accepted Jesus Christ. And how how does it and maybe you don't you know, people maybe don't think about it because they're not super personable or they're not yeah. you know they're not really and, and I think a lot of that is is people believe they have a lack of knowledge I don't know that that yeah. would be the truth but I think yeah. that that's more and less what I hear the most is I just don't know enough yeah but but how can you how can you say you know I just don't feel comfortable telling somebody something that's not only going to alter the rest of their life yeah. here on earth but their but their everlasting life forever and ever yeah. Well, and and so we have selfish, fleshly desires. That there's lots of, I mean, there's a ton of things in this scripture that's not my cup of tea. To oh, yeah. esteem others better than myself. Yeah. Uh, my flesh says, uh, uh-uh, uh. Yeah. You, you're, you're number yeah. one. Oh, there's lots of things in here <laughs> right. that's not, you know. And so I, and I'm, I'm right. I, I hope the person well, you know, that's I, not listening to this because I'm not trying to just pick on them, but I've heard no, that. A ton. No, no, no. I mean, I don't think that I, I don't think you're picking on that particular person. You know, I've I've said this before, and I'm not going to throw any of my team under the bus either. But, but I've had a conversation with with my praise team one at one time, and this is a while ago, where I had a multitude of them say, you know, I just really don't feel comfortable, you know, talking to people about Jesus, and I, it wasn't really said like that, but there was a yeah. A, and as as a, you know, as a leader, I was just like, it just took the, the wind out of me. Yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, well, let me, you know. And then we came back to it the next week. It, it gave me the opportunity to kind of, yeah, it gave me an opportunity to kind of like, okay, let's collect ourselves, let's figure this out, let's, you know, let me let yeah. me see. But it, but it was, it, it just could, took the wind out of me, and I was yeah. like, what, what do you mean? You, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. And we want to equip people. I yes. mean, and there's lots of things that, I mean, I don't know if, what people would say if the. Pastor said, "Well, that's not my cup of tea to go talk to the lost." <laughs> well, preacher, you better get it to cut in your tea because you're getting ready to be without a job. Well, we all got the job, yeah. and so uh, Jesus is. You know, I, just uh, a side note. This morning, I was listening to Alistair Begg, mm-hmm. and he just said something that really caught me. He's like, "You know, we 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 talk about our lives being changed, yep, uh, by by the gospel." And he says, we ought to tell people how it's been changed. And if all we can say is, well, we're not going to hell, well, they might argue, well, is that all? And so he says, if if we've been changed by the gospel, well, then, then uh, how many black people are coming to our church? Or, or how many white people, if you're black? Or, or how right. many poor people? Or, you know, the gospel changes us. It ought to be more than just we're not going to hell now. It ought to change everything yeah. about the way we do ministry. We love people. So there's a popular Matthew West song now, and, and I'm going to probably mess up the words. And I do not, if, if anybody's out there, the, the, the lyric Nazis, I do not own the rights to this music, by the way. But it's um, the sign on the door says, come as you are, but I doubt it. It's because if that was true every Sunday morning pew would be crowded, which is true, right? I yeah. mean, you know, you, you think about that, but, like, you know, it's kind of like the thing, how how has it affected you? 
And I was, I had the opportunity again at my job, my, my second job. Um, I have the opportunity to get to speak to people for 20, 25 minutes at a time. Sometimes, you know, if they get a, they get a beard trimmed a little bit more, but a, a person that, that we both know, uh, whose, whose daughter has come here and they were talking about some of the pain and stuff that she has been dealing with. And, and he looked at me, he said, you know, he said, I can't explain it and you can't explain it. He goes, but when you give it to Jesus, he said, there's a comfort that you get. Yeah. Yeah. That is something that resonates with me of this is how you deal with something that's this tragic in your life Yeah, without, yeah. without them. And it, it, it's one of those things with, that's a whole story. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible story, yeah. but it's one that's going to give, you know, if, if, if you grow close, closer to Christ, think about how many people you're going to be able to impact by going, I would have not gotten through this except for the, with the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, yeah. one of those things. And I think that's the, those are the impactful stories. Yeah. And so in this story, I, you know, I just said, you know, Jesus, Jesus was always honest with people. Yeah. We and, got way off there. Didn't we? And, uh, and he, you know, we would might be say, don't bring that up. Don't bring up that all those divorces. I mean, that's bad enough. And yep. yet, I said Jesus not only wants to cover our sins by His grace, but but He wants to comfort us. He He wants us to, you know, to. I mean, he knows what He yep. knows the baggage, yep. and He wants us to know that I'm offering you something even in the midst of that baggage yep. that will will uh, fulfill your thirst. Yep. And then the other, th- other thing I was thinking about, and I didn't I didn't uh, bring this out, but. Uh, you know, when she goes back into town, you know, when she leaves the water jar and uh, she went out there to get water, she leaves the jar. She she goes back into town uh, and said, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. And I thought, you know, some of the men in town might have said, oh, yeah, well, if you're one of those five, you're like, I'm, I'm not going there. Yeah, I'm not but, going to talk to that guy. But might have been many others well, who said, well, wait a minute. What does he know? Yeah. He knows that, and he knows that. And listen, it doesn't matter. He knows what's going on in my life. So, you know, and very similarly, not to, not again, not to sidetrack all the things that we've got going on, but you think about when they're, when, when he tells the, the group, uh, he is without sin, cast the first stone, right? They talk about him writing in the, in the sand. And I don't remember if it was you, and it's also a couple of other commentaries that I've read with it. The belief is that he wrote specific things about certain people that had stones in their hands. Where they, when they looked at it, and they were like, "Oh," so you know that's another, you know that's another situation where you're looking at come see a man, yeah, you know that, that yeah. knows everything that I did, and and I mean you can't hide. My mom used to tell me all the time, "Everything you do, Jesus is watching." Yeah, everything you do, Jesus is watching. Was it was a little kid? I was like, "Oh man," yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. But I think I forget that as a grown up. But, you know, especially with some of, some of the thoughts that I have about, you know, with with your family and, and things you run into on a daily basis and you go, you know, hey, Jesus is watching. Yeah. And, and not only is he watching, but the example you give when you, which I need to do better at, I'll be, I'll, I'll just be 100% honest, but the example you give when you're confronted with this situation is also, there's other people watching and they, they you know, they count you as, 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 as a, as a saved, but we talked about maximum kingdom impact, right? So she left the water she went to get because he told her he was going to give her living water. And she went and told everybody. Yeah. Went right through town. Yeah. And, and Samaria's a pretty busy place. Yeah. And she was, you know, probably scorned. Yeah. 
And uh, she probably went with such conviction that they're like, we need to go see this. Well, you know, we talked about the beginning of the podcast, the maximum, you know, Jesus being maximum kingdom impact, right? So she's sneaking out in the middle of the day to get water because she doesn't want anybody to see her. By the time she's done talking to Jesus, she's running through, well, not running, but walking through the middle of town ta- telling everybody. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty impressive thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even get to the, you know, the verses that says, so when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of what he said. And they told the woman, we no longer believe because of what you said, since we have heard for ourselves and know that this reality is this. I mean, we, we, we want people to take our word for it, but, but come and, and encounter Jesus and, uh, and he, he will change your life and he'll give you living water and, uh, see for yourself. So we got to have a witness. Yeah. So what do the disciples do? They come back and thought he'd eaten, didn't he? Yeah. And I was like, "What? What'd you? Did I do it again? Did I ask you another one that no, you he, weren't ready for?" He, he, they, the disciples said to one another, "Could could someone have brought him some food?" Because uh, uh, when they come back, they 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 wanted him to eat, and he said, "I have food to eat that you don't know." And right. they're like, "Somebody done gave him some food," <laughs> and he said, "My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work." And so, what he's saying is, I, I, I I'm more fulfilled in having that conversation with this woman than any food right. in this world. and uh, So that's a, that I, I ask you that because that's a pretty exciting. I'm not like Jesus sometimes. I'll be like, uh, give me some food and let me tell you what happened. Yeah, <laughs> let's get, well, we're Baptists. So we're like, let's go eat. And then yeah. when we eat, I'll talk to you while yeah. we're eating. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, it, it's human nature, right? To look at, if I'm looking at two people, and I see you and, and I took a couple of sales classes when I worked in a couple of different retail places and they talked about uh, one was uh, at a cell phone carrier that no longer is around. And they would talk about uh, in these sales classes, you'll see these people that walk in, right? And you might see a well-dressed, somebody that's dressed like you. Well, we can use us as an example, right? <laughs> so somebody that's dressed like you pretty clean cut, got a nice haircut, you know, looking, whatever. And somebody walks in looking like me, right? Well, who are you going to go talk to first, right? Generally, you're going to go talk to the well-dressed person because it just attracts you a little bit better. But what you don't know about me right, is, and this is just, I have two businesses and I need to buy 17 cell phones and I need maximum plans and all this, you know. Yeah. So it's one of those deals where, and I use that example is when I'm going to go witness to somebody. Yeah. Even even me looking like me, I would much rather try to witness to somebody dressed like you, but the person like me might need it more. Yeah. Sure. Right? Sure. We we look at the outside, and God looks at the heart. Right. And he can. I mean, I think all these stories are in there to say, you know, you'd be the thief on the cross in your last breaths. And you cry to Jesus, He'll save you. Yes. You can have the the you can have five failed marriages, be living in adultery, mm-hmm. and Jesus invites you to come and, and be saved. And we see it over and over in the scriptures. And I, I often talk about you know just a we used to go up to Pontiac, Michigan every year and just be with some people who had been into uh, drugs, prostitution, and uh, man, they would get saved and. They were just so much fun to be around yeah. just because yeah. they'd be singing about amazing grace all the time. And uh, and I've said that so many times that, you know, for some of us that grew up in the church, we 
Grace, sometimes we don't see it as amazing as they do. Yeah. And uh, that's to our loss. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because well, it's amazing that, that God would save any sinner. I, yeah, I mean, but well, then you're getting we're getting back to what we talked about before, where it looks where where my sin was not near as bad as yeah. this heroin addict that you know what I mean, yeah. or, or this this prostitute person who's selling themselves yeah. for well, my sin's not well. Yeah. You might not, you yeah. might not think so. Yeah, but ultimately, it's the same. Your sin or that sin or or a sin that you might find ten times worse than that. And we can go, we yeah. go hours on that. But yeah, all of that's going to get you hell. Yeah, yeah. And all so of it. Jesus tells the parable about who, who's going to love me the most? The one who's been forgiven much or little? And we we sometimes think he didn't have to yeah. forgive me that much. Well, yes, he did. Because I mean, he did me. I was I was hellbound. Well, oh yeah, and, and yeah. So, Absolutely, and you know, and I think so. Whoever's listening, it it you might look more like the the woman, or the it doesn't matter. It, right. You're a sinner, but Jesus offers forgiveness and eternal life, and uh, and and nobody can use the excuse. Well, he couldn't forgive me. Oh right. yeah, oh yes, he could. Yes, He's he able can. to say to the uttermost, all who come to God through Him. And so, if you'll turn and believe, He'll save you. And that's the real come as you are, right? I mean, yeah. you, you don't have to you don't have to improve yourself. Yeah. And and we spoke about that. We've spoken about that many times on yeah. this podcast. You know, I hear that a lot. Well, I need to get a couple things right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you're going to be waiting a long time. Yeah. So you know. I love verse four. He had to travel through Samaria, which he had to because there was a lost lady there. Not not because uh, that's the way the Jews normally went. There was a, someone there that needed to hear the good news. And uh, and he sends us and and he invites us to look for opportunities, and uh, man, we we miss them sometimes. But but he didn't miss it. So I have a note in my Bible on that one. And you, I think we have the same Bible, don't we? I don't. Are we operate out of the same. I'm a. I got a HCSB. I'm a CSB. Oh, okay, probably the same. And it talks about verse four. It says, "Had to travel would have indicated Jesus' itinerary was set by a sovereign plan of God." Right. Through Samaria was the most direct route from Judea to Galilee, but strict Jews wanting to avoid defilement. So we're back to the, I don't want anything unclean touching me. Yeah. Uh, would have crossed the Jordan and traveled around like we talked about. Yeah. It's just a, I mean, isn't that a weird? Yeah. Well, I mean. And we see that one and we see, uh, Sonny, I'm going to talk about the Philip talking to the, the eunuch. Oh, yeah. I mean, God sent him, you know, he go to a desert place. And uh, there's someone there that needs to hear, and, yep. and uh, we regular. I mean, Paul and Saul on the way to Damascus, and uh, I mean, God meets us where we are, and, yep. and uh, shines the light. The eunuch, is it the? Am I thinking of the right story? The eunuch's reading the Bible, and he gives him. He says, "Let me get me." Yeah. Get me, yeah. Who's he talking about? Himself? Or? Yeah. So get me baptized right now. Yeah. There's Let's water. There's water right there. Let's get it. Let's do it. <laughs> so uh, Acts chapter eight on yep. Sunday. Is yep. where we'll be. Well, let's so. <sighs> Well, let's talk about something that you, you just said a, a minute ago, and I, and I think about it. And I'm, I'm again, I'm self-reflecting here. When I go places and I'm familiar, I walk around. I always like to think that I, I always have this approach, and we, I've talked about it during Easter a lot of times, where I think that I'm like, well, I'm better than that, right? Like I'm better than that. Well, if we're going, if we're downtown and on the Reds game, I know where the area is that I'm walking around. So really, I'm no better, no. you know, than the Jews. I, I mean, I'm just making a personal, a, yeah. a personal observation. You think about, man, they'd walk all the way around this thing. Well, yeah. 
you walking all the way around Fountain Square at noon on a yeah on a you know on a hot well, June day to, to avoid so we pick up interfacing with people that James says you you know you treat the rich man different than the poor man you yeah. tell the poor man to sit in the back and rich right. man oh we got a seat you know we we just got to really be really careful about that because sure. um, you know we 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 have those sinful yeah. prejudices in us. And uh, but we see Jesus is no respecter of persons, and uh, I'm thankful for just these little pictures that, that yeah. He gives us. That uh, he, here, and at the end, people from every tongue and tribe and, and nation and people, and uh, some of them might be our enemies, um, but the gospel changes all that. And yeah. so, in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, slave or free. Yeah. But we're all children of of uh, God. So since this Amen. is a yeah, amen to that. Yep. Thank I, I am glad. Amen. I am glad he is no respecter of person because he would have gotten to a lot of people well before me. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Um, yeah. So where can we find the woman at the well story? John chapter four. Okay. I don't know if we did. I don't know if we said that. I just wanted to make sure that they knew. John and is it anywhere else in the gospel? It's not. John, John is, it's an exclusive to the beloved disciple John. He has a lot of those, right? Because it, at the beginning of his book, he says this is another account of signs and wonders. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't he doesn't uh, cover mm-hmm. a lot of the same miracles and things that happen in the Synoptic Gospels. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So there's your theology. Good stuff. Good there's stuff. your theology lesson for today. Good but, stuff. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And uh, come Sunday, Acts chapter 8, Mother's Day. We'd love to. Yes. We to, would love to celebrate all of the mothers. Yes. Um. We are going to, uh, it's going to be just fun. Yep. Mother's Day is always really fun. It's to me, it marks, and this to me, of course, I have a, I have an awesome mom, and now I have a multitude of awesome moms in my house, and I made it thirty minutes without mentioning my grandson, Ledger, Ledger, Ledger Scott, Scott, who is, was in the house on he Sunday. Was, yeah, he was in the house on Sunday, and he's going to start coming back. And then I found out. I think he said he didn't know you. Oh, I, I found out. That we're going to have him on Sunday because uh, Gabby and Jesse are going kayaking. So we get to hang out with him on Sunday, which is awesome. Awesome. So, um, is he going to be in the praise team or anything? I'm going to trip. Well, we'll see. I mean, if he can sing, we'll get him up there when, when he's when he's old enough. But uh, I won't do him. I won't do him like dad did me. So he make me sing all the time. But uh, I'll probably will make him sing if he can sing. But I'll, it always marks the first, the first kind of this is summer. Yeah. Mother's Day's here. It's like okay, summer's here, and I know that's not actually the date, but to me, it always feels like it seems like the weather's yep. better after Mother's Day. And, and this summer, we get to be summer missionaries. That's right. And take gospel, and we packed a two thousand some gospel package. We had a good turnout, good time on Sunday, packaging all of our gospel materials, and uh, we're excited. I'm going to try to challenge our Bible, our life group leaders to maybe have a go for their class. So I'm going to yeah. see how many of your class can deliver i feel like oh we, we can do we could do quite a bit it seems like our our my, my class is pretty they're pretty excited pretty active yeah yeah um so, you know, i thought was by the way the segue from summer into the mission areas was pretty good yeah summer missionaries yeah summer missionaries yeah. what else what else is going on well those are the main things we got you know a lot of stuff for this summer summer camps yep. and uh opportunities and uh a lot of good stuff Jonathan's a busy little beaver yep. in there. He's playing in all sorts of stuff. stuff. That's awesome. Young yep. adults. So. That's exciting to see. It really is. Ministries and it, college it, ministries. And we've been having, I had a neighbor show up Sunday. Uh, oh, nice. And uh, I invited him a year and a half ago. Nice. And when he was leaving, he said, hey, neighbor. 
And I was like, hey, you are my neighbor. <laughs> so on, on Jonathan, yeah, uh, the person that I spoke to about his daughter being able to deal said that she she really liked him and, and everything else. And he's a wonderful dude. If you guys have not gotten to know him and him and Sarah. They're awesome. Um, his birthday's tomorrow too. So. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So wish him happy, happy birthday, birthday. But they are awesome. They've been an awesome addition to our church. So They are. And Praise now that we've mentioned to them, they're going to have to watch this. Yes. So. So praise the Lord for that. And uh, we'd love to see you on Sunday. We would. And, uh, we would. You ready to pray out of here? You go, man. All right, let's do it. Do it. Lord, we just thank you so much for this time. And, and Lord, we just uh, hope that something that we said or something that we've talked about in your word has been helpful to someone out there. Um, possibly the, the the story of the Samaritan woman at the well, Lord, will just it will give somebody um, the confidence to speak uh, about Jesus and, and, and what he's done for us. Lord, we, and everybody we know has a story, and we just thank you so much for ours and, and being able to to let people know that we've put everything on you and we have a relationship with you. And, and just thank you for the ability to be able to do that. It would help us to just spot those opportunities and not let them pass us by. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, you want to give a shout-out to Chris and Molly? Oh, yeah, Chris. Oh! Yeah. I can't believe I almost forgot. So I'll say his actual name, Graham Allman. Graham? I'm not sure the middle name. He told me, but I can't remember. Probably was Scott born. Or something. I wish it was Scott. <laughs> we run, me and you could run a. We could run the. We have the same middle name, everybody. So when when some when a baby gets named Scott after me, it's also technically for Harold because his middle name is Scott as well. But um, Graham Allman, born this morning, nine pounds seven ounces, twenty one inches 21 and three quarter inches long so big we're having a string of big babies awesome. here at, at burlington Baptist church but we're excited congratulations um, yeah chris, chris was I, I was texting him last night and i said any, you know anything we're there and he said no we're it's looking like tomorrow so we got the pictures and staff meeting this morning so we're Yay. pretty excited about that and uh thank you guys so much for watching ask us anything uh, if you have questions um about anything especially jesus we would love to talk to you so Absolutely. comment away and uh don't let tom beat you somebody's gonna have to dethrone him at some point that's, the right, other, that's but, right but uh he is uh but thank you tom we do we appreciate it, tom here we go